Hey, Grown Up Friends, a big thank you to so many of you that have already bought my new book, Launching Financial Grownups, Live Your Richest Life by Helping Your Almost Adult Kids Become Everyday Money Smart. This book was not easy to write because I had to get honest with myself about what was working with my teen and young adult kids and what was not working. And I also had to be prepared to share it with all of you. So first of all, thank you for your support and your wonderful responses to it. There's definitely some things in there that you may not have been expecting to hear. By the way, I got a lot of help from my money expert friends and also financial therapists and parenting experts. I am really happy with how launching Financial Grownups came out, even though it really was hard to be like I said, that honest, and um, it was a lot of work, but I really love doing it, and I'm really happy with how it came out. On that note, if you have not already, please pick up a copy of Launching Financial Grownups today. After you do, please share it on social media. Please leave a review on Amazon. Those reviews are super important because the algorithm picks up on them, and that can make the book a lot more visible to more people. So I truly appreciate it, and I really also appreciate all of your support. Hermes, they've got a bag coming out this year made of something that looks exactly like leather, but is made out of a synthetic process. So it's not like chemical based. It's totally organic. It's just engineering cells to produce something different that's going to retail for $4,000. You're listening to Money Tips for Financial Grownups with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of Launching Financial Grownups, because you know what? Grown-up life is really hard, but together, we got this. Hey, grown-ups. We are going off script today for an epic topic because futurist Amy Webb is my guest. She is going to share information that you have not heard before but that we all need to be paying attention to because it is going to change everything you think you know, literally about life. She basically reveals a lot about where money goes in our society, what is getting funded, is going to shape the very genetics of humans in the future. It also, by the way, could mean the end of hangovers and diets. Also, look out for $4,000 plus Hermes bags not even made of leather. Yes, you heard that right. Now, at first, Amy's new book, The Genesis Machine, Our Quest to Rewrite Life in the Age of Synthetic Biology, which she co-wrote with scientist Andrew Hessel, may sound a bit intimidating. I certainly was, but I promise you, after our conversation, you're going to go out, you're going to get the book, and you're going to read it. And by the way, she has many different accolades, but Amy Webb is the founder and CEO of the Future Today Institute and a professor at NYU. Let's just get into it. Here is the Genesis Machine author, Amy Webb. Hey, Amy Webb, you're a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. That is, in this case, sort of besides the point, because I am having you on for reasons that are about money, but also at a new level. Money plays a big role in the topic we're going to talk about, which is synthetic biology. We're going to get to that in a minute. But first, I want to just put it out there. Um, You're a futurist. Your latest book is called The Genesis Machine, Our Quest to Rewrite Life in the Age of Synthetic Biology. It's about an emerging technology that's going to allow us basically to edit and design new forms of life. So set us up here. Tell us about what all this means. Sure. 
And I should qualify maybe, uh, futurist sounds like a strange job title. And so it could be easy to dismiss me and what I have to say, I would too. That's a ridiculous made up sounding job title. My academic background is game theory and economics. This is a branch of research called strategic foresight. And so we use data and build out models to try to see what's happening in the present and anticipate what could happen in the future. So I just bring that up first because this is kind of a weird book. It's a book about the technology that pretty soon is going to allow us to edit, redesign, or totally design from scratch new forms of life. Um, And that's important because it gives us the ability to deal with existential threats like climate change. We just got some pretty horrifying news from the UN uh, a couple days ago and also to manage and mitigate novel pathogens. So we've got risks on the horizon, but this is the same technology that helps us potentially improve the human condition and improve longevity. The book is about this area of science that kind of incorporates gene editing and DNA sequencing and synthetic biology. These are new relatively areas of science and tech that combines engineering and design and computer science. And essentially what this allows researchers to do is to program biology the way that you might program a computer. If you kind of forgot what you learned in biology class in high school, it's it's totally fine because this book is written for everyday people to understand what's coming because what's coming is, uh, it is enormous. I think 10 years from now, we're going to look back at this moment in time and be able to see how clearly things were changing right before our eyes. I think we're going to eventually be talking about synthetic biology the way we talk about AI today. And this is, in fact, has a lot in common with AI, which you covered in your previous book, including the story of where the money flows. Can you talk a little bit about the fact that a lot of science is very underfunded, but yet it's interesting who is funding this and what money is going into this and what purpose that's going to have in the future? Right. So everybody's thinking about NFTs and the metaverse right now, but this is kind of a really interesting area that some big, unusual names are paying very close attention to. Bill Gates is a big proponent of this tech and a big investor in this space, but so is Eric Schmidt. Eric Schmidt, as some of you probably know, used to be the head of Google. One of the things that's interesting is that there's actually kind of an overlap between the the VCs and the hedge funds and a lot of the investment community that funds AI and those who are funding the future of synthetic biology, as strange as that sounds. I can give you a concrete example, in part because of SARS-CoV-2, which is the virus that causes COVID-19. This acted as a catalyst. Suddenly, everybody was trying to find a way to test and diagnose and then treat this horrible pathogen. But that had some interesting knock-on effects. I think it was like two weeks ago, some biotech veterans raised $3 billion, that is billion with a B, to create a new company called Altos Labs on the premise that the fundamental machinery of life, which is cells, can be reprogrammed. If they raised $3 billion, like think of what the valuation, you know, the pitch must be. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's like incomprehensible. I bring this up just to say, this is not a bunch of weirdos playing biohacker in their garage. This is real stuff. And this is on a long time horizon. And there are majors in the space that are investing, but also like 
Google has a division dedicated to research in this space. So does Microsoft. Like Microsoft is trying to figure out how to use DNA as a storage device, which is kind of insane, right? But they're working in this space too. Yeah. And I should say what you mean is to store data inside of DNA, which is bananas. One of my favorite parts of the book is you talk about the futures and you talk about different scenarios of how this could be used in our practical lives. And when you think about those scenarios, you think, what would people pay for this? For example, you talk about the idea of no longer having hangovers, of no longer having to diet when you want to lose weight because of the things that we can do to our food and to the way that we consume food. Tell us more about that because to me, that's an investment I want to make. Both as a a consumer, I want that (laughs) technology, and also as an investor. Right. On the consumer side of things, I think it's worth noting that you can already get an entire genome sequenced for less than the cost of a pair of Nike Air Jordans. And that's pretty spectacular that prices come down by orders of magnitude since the first human genome, the first draft was completed in the early 2000s. What does that mean? That means that a lot of people are sending off their samples to 23andMe and similar types of services, which pre-COVID probably was a select few, but in the age of COVID, we're used to giving our DNA samples to anybody who feels like, you know, like literally in New York City, I had to get a COVID test a couple months ago and I went to a guy in a van. Uh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, take take my data. I guess that's what we're doing now, which is terrifying. At any rate, there's just this entire economy that's blossoming, uh, that's blossoming now. But there's some practical reasons why. So, With regard to Microsoft, at some point, our computers can only get so small and they can only get so powerful. And we also have a geopolitical problem because most of our semiconductors come from a troubled region of the world. So I think some of what's going on here is, can we reduce some of the soul-crushing uncertainty of our supply chains? And can we shrink components down to like nanoscale, which again, I know sounds insane, but there's a company called Roswell Technology that just did this. They just made an announcement of the world's first molecular chip. It has 16,000 sensors on it, smaller than the size of a fingernail. It makes use of biology as a computing platform. So again, I know all this sounds crazy, but there are practical reasons that we describe in the scenarios Obviously, this changes food. It means that a couple of Super Bowls from now, the 1.45 billion with a B chicken wings that we consume on a single day in the United States won't have to come from 750,000 chickens. We could get it all out of a bioreactor. And bioreactors could be in every town and every city. So it, it drastically shortens supply chains. In the beauty space, that's actually a pretty mature area where this research is already being applied. So just different approaches to products that make your cells work for you versus a cream or something that layers on top of your skin and doesn't really solve any problems to totally different ways that we're going to produce materials. I've seen some leather already that is made out of mycelium. It's made out of the, the fibrous material that connects mushrooms and you would never know the difference. In fact, Hermes, Hermes, I don't, obviously I carry many Hermes's bags. I don't know how to (laughs) say that correctly. I'm not fancy. They've got a bag coming out this year made of something that looks exactly like leather, but is made out of a synthetic process. So it's not like chemical-based. It's totally organic. It's just engineering cells to produce something different. That's going to retail for $4,000, I think. Wow. 
So wait, so just to circle back though, in terms of the not gaining weight and in terms of the not having a hangover, because I know people want to hear that. Yeah. So there is a product, I think it's in the market already. It's an enzyme. So the it's kind of like functions a little bit like a probiotic. So the idea is before a night out drinking, you would take this enzyme and probably still get pretty drunk if that's what you were trying to do, but it would prevent the, the after effects, the hangover part. But what's really interesting is couldn't you just engineer a molecular whiskey or like a bioengineered wine to have that enzyme inside of it already so that you you just don't suffer those ill effects afterwards. And that that research is underway. And you can already buy some functional beverages that, you know, are hoping to do some of that. And the dieting? The dieting is something that people are looking at. That one's a little bit more tricky because there is what causes hunger. And then there's the mental, like the, the part of you that wants to eat. So there's deeply rooted psychological things that have to do with that as well. So it's out there, but it's a longer timeline. All right. We don't have that much time left. And I want to touch on risks. You talk about nine risks in the book. We can't go out to all of them. But one thing that I find fascinating is that, you know, you talked about, we gave our DNA to these like random trucks on the street to get these um, tests for COVID. We leave DNA all over the place. And this is true. For example, you talked about the example of CEOs. They leave DNA all over the place. Someone could program, could somehow take the DNA and you could explain this better than I can, but they can be a little bit mischievous. Talk through that scenario of what could happen and how this could affect a company if the CEO's health Mm -hmm. is compromised through having their DNA effectively stolen. Right. So I know this sounds insane, but if you recall, um, President Macron of France met with Putin just before Russia started its attack. And he refused to have a COVID test because he didn't want his data housed within Russia. And some people made fun of him, but he was really smart to do that. A couple of years ago, there was a artists collective slash activist collective that said that after WEF, so after the World Economic Forum meeting in Davos, I was actually at that one. I'm assuming that I am nowhere near important enough that anybody went around to collect my stuff, my data, but they collected used napkins and coffee cups and things from world leaders and scraped the DNA off, had it sequenced and said, we're going to auction off your, your sequences to the highest bidder. Now that is challenging to do, but it's not impossible to do. And it does beg the question, if I have your sequence Can I engineer something, some type of virus that is maybe not deadly, but is debilitating? And if you as a CEO or you as a global leader had like chronic chronic stomach pain or chronic diarrhea or something like that, the question I ask is, well, what fiduciary responsibility do you have to report that to your board and to shareholders? And what do you do about it? I mean, it's one of these like weird questions, but we're already starting to see malware show up in sort of new ways and and new forms of corporate espionage that involve biology. And it's not out of the realm of possibility that, you know, we could start seeing biological malware enter, enter the mainstream here and there, which is kind of scary. It's really scary. Okay. I'm going to pivot one last quick question. Yeah. Not a very smooth transition, but I know there's already ETFs out there that people can invest in. Oh, yeah. Can you share a little bit about how people can invest in this space? Yeah. And I want to be clear, I'm not specifically making investment advice, but there are ETFs. There are, there's also a lot of thematic in, investing. Uh, Kathy Woods, ARC Capital Management, or is it ARC Investments? 
So uh, synthetic biology is a big piece, and, and they have an ETF. Franklin Templeton launched an ETF. So there are funds that exist, and they're performing pretty well. But there's also individual companies that either IPO'd or, or SPAC'd. Um, so Ginkgo Bioworks is, is an example of the latter, but they're, they're performing pretty well. They make custom microbes. Twist Bioscience is a really interesting company. It's a, it's an infrastructure company and, and those are always good to look at when a new ecosystem is forming. Very, very interesting. And by the way, if anyone wants a little more incentive to buy Amy's book, there is more information on page 96. So you got to go to the book to get more info. Amy, this has been amazing. Tell us more about where people can find out more about you. I know your book is available everywhere. Thank you. Uh, books available everywhere. You know, independent local bookstore is terrific, but it's also available on Amazon and Walmart and uh, everywhere books are sold online. And if you're interested in trends and uh, what's on the horizon, all of our work is open source and freely available to download at thefuturetodayinstitute.com. Uh, we've got our 15th annual tech trends report launching in about two weeks at South by Southwest. And there are, I guess I'll, you're the first to know this. We have 574 trends this year spread across 13 individual volumes and like 20 different industries. So it's pretty enormous. Wow. Well, thank you so much for being here on uh, Financial Grown Up and good luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, friends, I'll admit it, I am a little obsessed with what this Hermes bag is going to be and whether it will be like synthetic diamonds, where it is still not considered real, or whether because it's so cool and new, it's going to be considered something better than, I guess, what we would say the real thing was. It's This stuff is so cool. I also really found it interesting that we can all invest in synthetic biology. Let me know if you're going to do that. This episode was pretty intense, but I hope you enjoyed it. I usually cut interviews down, but I did not want to have you guys miss anything had to say. So it is really all there. And there is so much more in her book. So definitely pick up Amy's book, The Genesis Machine. Check out the Future Today Institute for more incredibly cool info. It's so generous that they make everything open source. So cool. If you enjoyed this episode, please share on social. Tag me on Instagram at BobbyRebel1 if you do so. And big social media news, I started a TikTok channel. I have no idea what I'm doing. So please follow me for all the cringiest videos ever. Super easy to find, just BobbyRebel. That is my TikTok handle. Thank you to everyone buying my book, Launching Financial Grownups, and for leaving reviews on Amazon algorithms pick up on that stuff. So I really need your support. Please leave an Amazon review. Loved having Amy Webb of the Future Today Institute on talking about her latest bestseller, The Genesis Machine. And thanks, Amy, for helping us all be financial grownups. Money Tips for Financial Grownups is a production of BRK Media, LLC. Editing and production by Steve Stewart. Guest coordination, content creation, social media support, and show notes by Ashley Wall. You can find the podcast show notes, which include links to resources mentioned in the show, as well as show transcripts, by going to my website, bobbyrebell.com. You can also find an incredible library of hundreds of previous episodes to help you on your journey as a financial grown-up. 
the podcast, and tons of complimentary resources associated with the podcast is brought to you for free, but I need to have your support in return. Here's how you can do that. First, connect with me on social media at BobbyRebel1 on Instagram and BobbyRebel on both Twitter and on Clubhouse, where you can join my Money Tips for Grownups Club. Second, share this podcast on social media and tag me so I can thank you. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Reading each one means the world to me. And you know what? It really motivates others to subscribe. You can also support our merch shop, grownupgear.com, by picking up fun gifts for your grown-up friends and treating yourself as well. And most of all, help your friends on their journey to being financial grown-ups by encouraging them to subscribe to the podcast. Together, we got this. Thank you for your time and for the kind words so many of you send my way. See you next time. And thank you for supporting Money Tips for Financial Grownups.